0: This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Is Hollywood scared of AI? (laughs) Uh, They might be. That's one of the things that we're going to talk about today in Everyday AI, your daily live show, podcast, and newsletter where we break down everything that's happening in the world of AI for everyday people like you and me. So if you don't have hours to spend every day keeping up with what, what's happening in the industry, don't worry, that's what we're doing. Give us 15 minutes and we're going to go over everything that is affecting you um, in the world of AI. Uh, so Brandon, before we get into it, we have our, our trusty co-host. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Hopefully everyone's having a good day so far. Let's go. All right. So uh, real quick, let's let's run down the news before we talk about if Hollywood is actually scared of AI. Uh, so the biggest one that probably came out yesterday, I'd say, is the DeepMind CEO says that artificial general intelligence is years away. So uh, let, let me tell you what DeepMind is. DeepMind is essentially, without getting into it, Google's division that is in charge of AI. We'll just say it that way. And what's What's artificial general intelligence? So yesterday on the show we talked about what a large, uh, like what a large uh, language model is. Um, so general intelligence is essentially when AI starts thinking on its own. And essentially, the, the Google DeepMind CEO said that could be years away. So, uh, Brandon, what's what's your thought on these AI models potentially in just years thinking on their own and not just on the model they're trained on?
1: Yeah, I think this is. This is going to be huge. This is like that sci-fi futuristic way you think of when it comes to like robots will be ruling the world. So, yeah, I think we got a long ways to go just even talking about how we're implementing today's AI. So once we get um, the general intelligence to come through, that'll be that'll be interesting. But I, I think that'll be a really big step uh, depending on where we are in the state of AI, either in the right direction or hopefully not in a bad direction. But uh, yeah, I honestly can't say what I think will will happen because I don't even know what it's going to look like. But I think these next years will be super crucial to kind of see how we implement AI currently and how we decide to regulate it in so many different fields um, before we can kind of implement the general intelligence. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And very related to
0: that. So on yesterday's show, we talked about the White House's push to potentially regulate AI. Uh, So speaking of that, another news story uh, relevant to that yesterday and to artificial general intelligence is a new study from the Tech Oversight Project shows that 54% of voters want AI regulation. Uh, I think the language is, is they wanted Congress to swiftly regulate ai uh you know brandon when we stack up this deep by news and and seeing that poll uh what are your thoughts like do you think that anything is is actually going to happen uh at least in the us here in, in terms of regulation
1: i think over time i don't know about like happening in the next couple months i think it'll take i mean each each individual company division Career is so different in how they regulate it. Everything from like use case to pay, like how are we implementing it. So I don't see it happening just as as a general. I don't know, maybe a general use case in terms of regulation. But yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm trying to think what what could even be a general. I don't know. Like what's a general rule that you can use as regulation? Because you have yeah. so many regulators in terms of like TV. Um, you know, like obviously general corporate America. So it's like I, I don't even know.
0: Yeah, that piece is hard. You know, it seems like what's the rest of the world done as well? I feel the rest of the world has either, you know, banned it outright, like, you know, Italy and some other European nations were doing, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or they just overly censor it, you know, and that's kind of uh that's been China's approach so far. Uh so our, our last kind of uh news piece of the day is Slack GPT announced. I don't is I I have to look if that's the actual name. If if so, not not very creative, but uh, Slack GPT, uh, for those of you that hear those pings going off in your ear all day, ping, ping, ping. Uh, so Slack GPT uh, is working inside of the Slack app. Uh, it's, it's it's a communication software. If you don't know it, I feel most people probably have heard of it. So um it's it's helping you connect to other apps. It's summarizing, you know, long threads or long messages within your Slack um, channels. And then also it can help you draft emails. Uh, Brandon, are you going to be jumping on the, the Slack GPT trend anytime soon?
1: No, I, I left Slack a while ago. I'm never going back to Slack. Well, I can't say that <laughs> because you never know if it gets implemented somewhere that I have to use it. But like I'm Slack is is old news to me. Yeah, yeah. If if uh, I've
0: clearly rubbed off on Brandon, uh, if if you've talked to me or if you've you know seen anything I, I post on LinkedIn, I'm not the biggest Slack fan, but we'll save that for another day. Regardless, I think it's interesting news because I think like the the Snapchat piece, um, I think if if anything, Slack this is going to open up um, just. Uh, for the everyday person interfacing with AI, and I think that's the that's the more important thing to note. You know, as you know, Microsoft starts to uh, unveil their AI across all of their offerings. You know, uh, the social media platforms that where it's it's going to, um, you know, bring in the younger generation and, and Slack. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty big news. So I I am excited to see how that piece pans out. Um, okay, so now let's get back to our topic of the day. So uh, is Hollywood scared of AI? Uh, it seems like the answer is absolutely so if you haven't been following anything uh, there is a writer's strike going on right now in hollywood so essentially the writers guild of america is is trying to restrict the use of artificial intelligence in writing film and television scripts and it's it's actually, uh, AI is being used so many other places, right? So even, you know, simple AI technologies to make actors, you know, look younger or, you know, even where, you know, groups, huge teams of, of CGI um, w- would be working on a project. Now with technology, it's really restrict or, or, or reducing the amount of people you need for a Hollywood production. Um, so, you know, obviously the the Hollywood studios want to be as profitable as possible, uh, but the actual writers and, and, other, uh, you know, actually human beings in Hollywood are saying, Hey, you're squeezing us out and AI is being used more and more. Um, Brandon, what, what does this mean? So I know Brandon, you're, you're a big movie guy. You follow film. Uh,
1: like how is this going to pan out? I mean, this is, this is huge. So th- this also happened in 2007 to 2008, And it lasted – started in November and it went all the way – of 2007 and then it went all the way to February 2008. If you go back and look at that time period, those movies are complete garbage just because (laughs) studios – obviously we didn't have AI back then. So studios just were pulling random generic scripts out of anywhere – and just putting anything they could out. And so it was a bad, especially the movies following that time. So when they would have been made to, let's say, 2010 when they released. Um, yeah, that that whole time frame was just not good for movies. So that's what happened then. Now could be different. But one, obviously immediate impact, any any films, TV shows, anything like that that's currently filming are obviously just immediately stopped and won't continue until things get figured out. But as far as like the future of AI and its implementation, it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting because writers are basically like, hey, ensure that we're going to be here forever and you're not going to replace us. And of course, you know, the production studios, and I was even thinking like, who who's even Who's Hollywood? Like who, I don't know who the writers are striking to. I know one of the places they were standing outside of was like Netflix as an example, but mm-hmm. I don't even know who has to agree to this. I'm sure there's some kind of like producers guilds or something like that. Uh, but I don't think they want to, yeah, I don't think they want yeah, to do that uh, just yeah. because this is a powerful tool. Yeah. So, just just as
0: a reminder, if you are uh, tuning in live, feel free to drop us a comment on whatever platform uh, you're you're watching on. Uh, you, you know, we'll we'll throw you in the conversation as well. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, feel free to join us. Um, you know, live uh, on on Monday. So, you, you know, getting back to this, Brandon. So. Uh, you know, one thing that I think is actually pretty interesting uh, and, and very relevant. So um, talk, talk a little bit about the, you know, we, we just talked a, a little bit about this pre-show, but this, this Marvel news. So the Marvel director uh, a couple of weeks ago said he fully expects AI generated movies within two years. Uh, that's uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Russo. Russo. Yeah. Joe Russo. Right. So uh, if you're not a fan of, of Marvel, the Marvel franchise, like number one why Uh, they're amazing um i'm not even like a marvel dork uh but i think over the pandemic i i I, it's like how can you not just watch the marvel movies right but you know they these are some of the highest grossing movies in the history of hollywood in, in in the history of movie making so when joe russo says he fully expects AI generated movies within two years, which again, I'm all for AI. I'm out here pushing. We're talking about it every day. I don't know if two i uh, two, two years is realistic. Maybe it is, but Brandon, like, what, like, what does that even mean? Because as I start to think about it, like, that's like a small brain explosion for me.
1: Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like I was thinking about it too. It's like soon you're not going to need humans for like almost any part of the movie making process, like. Music, we have that. Video, we have that. Obviously, text, we have that. So it's like what, you know, I, I think the biggest advancement would have to be on the video side because right now, you know, you can think of some examples like Runway, that, that's an application that's text-to-video, and that's obviously really limited with its graphics, its visuals, what it can mm-hmm. do. So that's going to have to be the biggest jump probably. But, I mean, in terms of music and, and the script, like that's that's already there. So, I mean, if you look online now, you can find people that are posting scripts generated by AI and they're they're pretty good. So, yeah, I think that's going to have to be what needs to change for that to happen in two years. Yeah, so uh, a, a great example here for those of you tuning in
0: live, I'm going to share uh, share share my screen here, and I'm going to try to describe it for for those of you listening on the podcast. So, uh, Brandon just mentioned a something called Runway ML. Uh, so, Runway, if you've heard of Chat GPT, what Chat GPT is for text and researching, and and now data, which we'll have to get into that another day. Um, you know, and then you have your images. So, you know, your AI image generators are, are your dolly, your mid journey. There's, uh, you know, the stable diffusion technology. So runway is probably the, the company leading it for what's called text to video um, which it's, it's actually that simple, right. Where you can put in text commands and get video. So this is uh, this went viral on, on Twitter and just across the internet, uh, last week. So to describe it to you, it's just a collection of text to video clips where someone puts together uh, what might be considered a cheesy uh, pizza commercial pun, totally intended. So um, you know, if you're watching this, uh, you you can check it out. But it's just a lot of a little creepy. But you know, this is very early on. I think if you look at this in a couple of weeks or even a, a couple of months, the quality of this. You know, this this to me looking at it, aside from that last shot there where people's mouths are a little deformed. But, um, you know, if, if if I'm from across the room, that looks like a, an 80s, 90s, you know, pizza commercial. Right, Brandon? I
1: mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on no, that? I agree. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this and I I agree. People are like, yeah, this is creepy. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're like across the room or you're just casually hearing it, as most people tune out commercials, I feel like that's going to. You would, it would pass. Like, if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't realize that this wasn't a real commercial. So, right. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. It definitely got the 90s feel uh, with yeah. it as well. So, it, they, they got that part.
0: Yeah. So, if you are listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, sign up at your everyday AI. We will link this video so you can watch it. You know, aside from the close ups of people's faces, um, it's, it's actually not. Bad. The actual product video of these ingredients that are on the screen, people cutting the pizza, even, you know, sh- shots of, of people from further back. These aren't real people. Right. These are all computer generated. And so when we talk about like a Hollywood strike, you know, again, this doesn't look that good. But the technology is very, very young. But in, in a year from now, this I, I think will be this technology will be hard to distinguish from real life. So you can see why. Hollywood actors, or, or, or sorry, like people in the screenwriting uh, guild, um, and you know, producers, videographers—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's going to put a lot of pressure on them. Um, so, so, so we don't have a ton of time, Brandon. But give me, give me your hot take. How does this? How does this pan out? You know, not just this strike, but how do you just see this going in the, uh, you know, the film, the creative advertising uh, industry?
1: I mean, this is going to be huge. There's going to Easily be, you know, companies that com- are created that are like, oh, we do so solely like AI advertising for you, or like I wouldn't be surprised if a production studio came to rise in a few years, and all of their movies are AI generated. And I could see it starting as something like a YouTube channel, and before you know it, they're having movies in in the theaters. So like, I I do think that's going to be one thing is is AI specific. Uh, companies, and really that kind of goes along with what else I think is going to happen, which is everyone just needs to adapt and learn how to use something like runway uh, for writers. like I, I think personally they should figure out with the producers how to just work together using AI. I don't think the writers uh, they didn't say they want it gone outright completely, but for the most part they they just don't want it touching their work. But I think they need to realize, hey, you're actually going to need to learn how to use it yourself so you can go to any kind of production company and maybe be the quickest amongst other writers because you're using AI or you're using like a chat GPT. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my my prediction. I think yeah. that will happen more quickly than maybe like a fully AI production company or movie studio. But I, I do think it'll happen soon. Yeah. So, you, you know, even to that point, Brandon, um, you know, I, I know those studios are
0: already starting, right? Like I, they, they aren't full fledged, but there's already, um, you you know, studios, you know, creative agencies that are just AI, um, and they're actually doing really impressive work. So, so, so here's kind of my take on this. Um, and, and we'll wrap up with this and I'll try to not be too long winded. Um, so I think if you look in the past, you know, technolo- uh, technological revolution. So, you know, the internet, you know, computers, streaming, you know, streaming video. Um, I think those, you know, generally had a, you know, a one-to-one or a two-to-one implication on the economy on employees. So what that means is, you know, you're um, video store employees, you know, it, it wasn't where everyone was wiped out and no jobs were created on the back end because of tech. So I think that for the most part, you know, maybe for every two employees, even a good, you know, with the internet or, or streaming or whatever you look at, you know, for every two employees, one new job was created um, or one to one. So, you, you know, I think that, you, you know, previous um, kind of tech booms, um, really didn't disrupt the economy or the workforce. So I think one of the reasons why people really in the know, so your people like the CEOs of of Google, Microsoft, OpenAI, they keep warning about AI that it's different. People keep likening it to, oh, the invention of the internet, the invention of, of streaming services, but it's not. And here's why. It's when you're looking, even at this specific use case, Hollywood, screenwriters, you're not looking at a two to one replacement. You are looking at a 10 to 1 at a 20 to 1 you know and that's even counting and including any jobs that may be created on the back end in addition that did not exist before so right we're not just saying oh there's 20 script writers um you, you know and there's only going to be you know one uh you know person doing script writing with with an ai tool it's not like that because yeah there's going to be new tools um, and, and new softwares strictly for AI script writing. So there will be a couple new jobs, I think, you know, that, that didn't exist before. But I still think you are looking at a multiple that's potentially scary of a 10 to 1, a 20 to 1 or more. And I think that's why you know, there's a lot of you know the CEOs of the biggest companies are warning uh, about the economic shocks. So uh, I try to wrap that in, in one minute. It clearly didn't work. Uh, So, so thank you for joining us. You've learned hopefully a little bit about what's going on in Hollywood with, with videos in the creative agencies. Um, So, so now we want to help you leverage it, everyday people. So uh, sign up for our newsletter, youreverydayai.com. We're going to have a new section uh, today, really helping you leverage Uh, On the topic that we talk about. So, you know, we're going to be linking uh, some of the resources that we talked about, as well as even some tools that, you know, people in this industry uh, are using already. So, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I'd say we'll see you tomorrow, but we'll see you Monday morning. So, thank you for tuning in to Everyday AI, and we hope to see you back every day.